My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot what I'm fighting for. When the weight of the world keeps you up at night. When you're running with no end inside. Lot you and Could find with Christ. You want to change the world, but you don't know where you should start. Mm-hmm. But you can't give your all unless you let God inside your heart. So tonight we're going to dig in a little bit more to uh, the Lahana, Lahana, Lahaina uh, situation. I've got a couple of reports I want to play. They're pretty long. Each one's about nine minutes, but I think they're really important to hear. To kind of get some ground truth and what's going on and really kind of hear it from an Islander perspective. Um, obviously, this is pretty devastating. And we also have a letter today that was sent from one of our followers in Hawaii, which I'll read here in just a moment, which again is just some, gives us some real truth of what's going on over there. It's just a devastating situation. And because of that, it's, it's going to take a long time, obviously, to heal. And there's going to, right now, people are just focused primarily on survival. But as I said in the previous hour, we have to stay vigilant and keeping the truth before us. And we truly have to press in to hold people accountable. These, these are big issues that are going on here. And there's no possible way that we can just let this slide. And unfortunately, the general habit of humanity, which the elite constantly rely on, is that we have very short-term memories. We tend to be very focused on what's right before us, on the shiny silver object. And we tend to be a very quick, we're very quick to move off on topic and not stay with something. And that's pretty devastating when you're dealing with people that have lived on an island and that is their home. And it's not like you can pick up and leave. And this is another thing to think about. I mean, so many people here in the States have a distorted view of, of landmass because when things don't go right, you just pack up and you move. 
But where are you going to go on an island? And people don't want to leave the island. So, I mean, the, the concept of geography is restraining, and it also changes your optic and your world. It's how you see things and how you value things, which I think is really, really important. So before we begin, I just um, food preparation, big deal, always. I highlighted a lot, but it's really important now to understand the importance of this in these times of emergencies. My Patriot Supply is the best supplier out there and the biggest one for these types of emergency supplies. Obviously, in a situation like Lahaina, everything was lost, but this is where the community is able to start coming together, and because they have supplies and because they can rally supplies, they can help their neighbor. I think that's the most important reason to be prepping is to make sure that we have enough, each one of us, so that if something happens as a community, we have the resources to support one another. That's truly the principles of loving that neighbor. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. You're going to find the three-month emergency food kits with a deep discount right now on 25%. I'd encourage you to get one for each member of the family to have it on hand. These last for 25 years. They're worth the investment. And in a time like this, when there's so much upheaval and so much unknowns, we literally have to start thinking differently. And part of that is to think in terms of community and not just in terms of ourselves. You can't survive as a lone, lone gunner in this. And the only way we're going to combat these people and overcome these people is to truly understand that the only way through this is us together, all of us together, to stand up to them. Now, I want to begin with... A couple short pieces here. Uh, this one is from the fire department. They say it's the police, but it's the, at a police briefing, but it's actually the fire chief is being asked about the emergency management. Now, what you're going to hear here is a logical explanation to why the sirens weren't lit off, okay? But I think we have to understand that these people are going to do everything they can right now not to simply take accountability for a failure. They're going to keep deflecting and giving excuses. And this is the endless role of weak men and weak institutions that won't stand up and accept accountability. You realize how much different this would be if they said, yep, we failed. Man, that would be like, end of story. Okay, you failed. Now what are we going to do about it? But they're not doing this. They want to constantly glaze us over with a level of garbage that's just insane. Take a listen to this short piece from a briefing today at the police department from the fire chief. Do you regret not sounding the sirens? I, I do not. And the reason why... And So many people said they could have been saved if they had time to escape. Had a siren gone off, they would <clears> have known that there was a crisis emerging. And as we know, so many bodies were found in the ground... As you the want him, do you want him appeals. to give you the answer? Or I do, do you want but to I want to let, let him finish his I'm answer. I'm sorry. There's a lot of people. Well, you're talking and I'm letting him talk. If you want to talk, come up here. I'm ready for the answer. Then wait. The sirens, as I mentioned earlier, is used primarily for tsunamis. And that's the reason why many of them are found, almost all of them are found, on the coastline. The public is trained to seek higher ground in the event that the siren is sounded. In fact, on the website of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, the firing guideline is provided. If you are in a low-lying area near the coastline, evacuate to high grounds, inland or vertically to the fourth floor and higher of a concrete building. Alerts may also come in the form of a wireless emergency alert. Had we sounded the siren that night, we were afraid that people would have gone malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. And so that is the reason why our protocol has been to use WEA and EAS. By the way, I should also note that there are no sirens, Malka, or on the mountainside, where the fire was. So, again, they're trying to point out the things that are obvious, and I get it. But the fact of the matter is that we know that there was no warnings given. Now, in a piece that I'm not going to play because you can hardly hear the audio, remember, this, the chief of police came from Las Vegas. And so there's a number of questions that people are asking the chief of police that he won't answer either. Why was the water shut off? Why were there certain police barricades in place during the fire? There's so much about this which is 
extremely wrong. And it's the questions that everybody needs to be asking and digging into. Remember, these people did this on an island because they thought they could get away with it or no one would pay attention. What they're forgetting is that we're, we are one body in humanity. And if there's anything that this situation is really highlighting, it's that fact that we're coming together more and more as a people, as a humanity, which is fantastic. Here's another piece about the governor of Hawaii. Take a listen. Hey guys, Instagram just pulled the audio on this video that almost had a quarter of a million views, so please share it again on your stories, communists. Take a real close listen to what the governor of Hawaii had to say about the fires. It does appear like a bomb and fire went on. All of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina in its own image, its own values. It's going to be billions of dollars. We are so coordinated with state, county, and federal support. Six hours to get the approval from the president to bring those resources in. This was, of course, a shock to see a hurricane and its winds. I think that we're seeing this for the first time in many different parts of the world. I've been contacted by several governors across the country to share their experiences in a time where global warming is combined with strengthening. So let's just go over a few of the red flags that he said. Very coordinated. Bomb and fire went off. All we will need to rebuild is billions of dollars in its own likeness and own image with its own values. What does that even mean? And it's so coordinated with state, county, and federal support that within less than six hours, they got approval from the president to bring resources, hurricane-type winds that just happened to be the same time as the bomb-like fire. Governors call to share their experience. So we start the press conference out with bombs and explosions, then set up how we're going to get some smart cities in Hawaii, and then we end it with 2030 propaganda of global warming. Right. Question everything. You, you just have to question everything. I want you to hear this piece here, which is so important. It's a perspective on what we're dealing with. And we really have to get this anchored in for people to really start realizing what we are dealing with here. If you think that these people are going to give up their fucking power at this point in time after the crimes they just committed against humanity, if you think they're going to give up power at this point in time when the pendulum is swinging back and they could be potentially held accountable, you're fucking insane. They're not going to give it up. It's not going to be voted out. It's going to have to come from a total cultural rejection of everything that they do. It's non-compliance. It's saying no. Because if no one obeys, there is no power. They have no power. And so we must remove their power by being non-compliant to the things that they want us to react to. And that's only going to get harder to do because the things they're going to start doing, I believe, are going to be incredibly damaging. So we'll see how it goes. He's right. And that's what we're just now witnessing. And it's not going to get easier going forward. And if they've done it in Lahaina, they're going to do it in other places. So you have to really start understanding that what we're up against is going to take a full commitment. And that's where the strength in walking with Jesus comes from. You know, I just, I pointed this out last night because I'm definitely not a hurricane expert, though I have been through a couple of major tropical storms because they, they were tropical because they downgraded from hurricanes. I've been through a tornado and I've been through a little minor earthquake. All right, so the reason I bring this up is I find it amazing in this in this entire event that this was a dry hurricane. You keep hearing the press say it was a hurricane, and then they'll say it's a hurricane winds. But this is a dry hurricane. I have yet to meet a dry hurricane. I'm looking forward to it sometime. My point is everything that they're telling everybody is a constant churning of truth, and it's a constant lie. So we have to start digging into the ground truth and getting local while we have a responsibility to carry that truth forward and to start looking at the pieces, because the people that are there aren't going to be spending time worrying about all the details when they're trying to put their lives back together and everything that they've had has been burned to the ground. So we have a dual hat responsibility. Support them with the needs that they have. And two, for our side, pursue this, spread this, and, rel and relentlessly push the truth. Now, I want to read this. This came in today. And this is, um, it, it starts out with Scott. Mahalo Nui 
Loha for your shout out to the people of Hawaii. I am on Oahu and I have been in touch with many people who were able to connect me with the boots on the ground in Maui. They want everyone to hang tight for a couple of days as they are overwhelmed with the supplies that they currently have. And as you may be aware, there are more storms coming towards our islands that they, we are preparing for. My contact, Malia Davidson, is working directly with the mayor's wife and the mayor of Maui. They are in the midst of removing themselves, themselves from the shelter they are currently at, and tomorrow we'll be going to Lahaina with, mayor, with the mayor's wife and the mayor to all the hubs and assess what is going to be needed. She confirmed there is a lot of red tape going on at the federal side, and they're, quote, pissing everybody off, doing what federal government does, and it's not helping our people. So they are kind of taking things in their own hands and taking care of the people. If anybody knows anything about Lahaina, Lahaina people do not talk to anybody else but Lahaina people. They love the mayor and his family. He is pure Hawaiian descent. They are confident they are going to get done despite all of the other stuff going on. Malia will be reaching out to me in the next few days after their assessment. I can share more with the updates when that I receive. Thank you to Bard's Nation and your offer of prayers and assistance to the Hawaiian people. Please continue to keep Hawaii in prayer. We are so inundated with propaganda and many of the people here are still asleep. Even some are masked. Aloha Nui Loa. Stephanie. Now we're going to, she has a prayer request, which we'll include tonight at the end. We'll do that. She has a specific prayer request um, of, of some things she's dealing with, which we'll deal with here in a moment. Okay, so let's take a listen to, this is about a, about a nine-minute discussion of what's going on in the government, and this is from somebody in Lahaina that's there on the ground, and he, what he's witnessing and what he's feeling, and it's, it's important. And he really is starting to, he puts together a very good discussion and, of course, the importance of the difference between community and government. Hey, aloha kako. Uh, here with um, some things to think about some topics that are a little bit troubling and my my tone has changed completely at this point because the frustration that we are all facing here on this side Lahaina side now just a quick reflection of the week that we've all had right and i'm sorry that a lot of what i'm coming with for the people to see is just bad news but that's all the news i have to give right now and the common denominator for all of the bad that has happened in Lahaina is the state of Hawaii all of the good common denominator is the community of Hawaii what's the difference the state is supposed to represent the community yet everything to do with the state has been bad everything to do with the community has been awesome okay so day one fire no sirens fault of the state fast forward no goods coming into Lahaina obviously we need to get it roads are closed to everybody by boat by plane following in convoys people had to break the rules to get into Lahaina to bring the much needed goods for the people okay the state again and we had to break the rules to get our goods into us. What would we have even had if we didn't? We would have nothing. There's what, two, maybe three distribution centers in all of Lahaina that are set up by the state and county? We would be starving. People would be parched. People wouldn't even have clothes. Everything community-based, good. Open the roads back up open floodgates to the tourists and everybody just hours after community members were allowed back in ended in chaos bad state again 
placard system ended in chaos unorganized police want the the where they were giving it out in the pili people were lined up for miles thousands of people one police officer to direct traffic traffic on both sides of the road people parked on the side of the road walking across chaos opportunity for danger all of it was dangerous opportunity for people to get hurt maybe six or seven people to distribute the placards to the people ended in chaos again the state now now we're about to open everything back up i don't understand why we're so eager to do this why does lahaina have to remain open to everybody public yes okay community lahaina residents maui residents for sure yeah allow them tourists what is it the, there is no possibility for revenue to be made out of lahaina there's nothing the hotels are closed the shops are burnt to the ground restaurants are not running but no we're so eager to open up the floodgates to let them all in bad state again you watch tomorrow there's going to be issues i guarantee that there are still down power lines on the road places where the road merges into one tourists already had a hard time driving around prior to this now there's all this hazard all these hazards all over the place so many things going on people are going to be looking around not paying attention to the road accident now our main lifeline back into lahaina closed again we are not focusing we are community we're we're focusing on what's most important that is making sure our community members are well taken care of that is what's most important the state their focus is all over the place and they expect us to trust them i do not i don't 99% of the community members that i've spoken to they don't yet community sorry state works for the community but they're making decisions for the community are they the voice for the people or are they the voice of the people right now they are the voice for us they're telling us what is best they have not once come and even looked at any of the distribution centers and they're set up they're spick and span i can tell you that organized people have their specific jobs there are volunteers there's security there's toilets there's wifi there was power all community based all good and now as our focus which we are focusing on is making sure that our our people are well taken care of we can't even focus completely on that because now we have to focus and make sure that the vultures don't come in and take from us and if they they're already working i can tell you guys that there have been people skeptical about it telling me oh it's just nobody's trying to come and take your land and blah 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 no they are here they are here i see them with my own eyes i see them working i will i will be posting something about that very soon about specific names peter martin is one they are working already and now we have to focus on that there is storms coming has the state come and check on us to make sure that our distribution centers are well kept that things are tied down that the homes that were damaged by the wind that weren't damaged by the fire did they come and check to make sure that the homes are not going to leak no community is there yes today today tomorrow they're going to be there fixing roofs to make sure that the leak people that water doesn't leak in to their homes big containers have been organized by the community again to stock to protect the goods that were brought to us not one state representative not one state official has come out to check on us they left us to fend for ourselves and we are doing great i can tell you that we're doing just fine without you 
but why how can you make decisions for us when you're not there to help us question everything people community people out of state question everything flood our state representatives phones with calls to question what what is this why is that how who what when where and why question every single little thing because we have we have not gotten answers we've called out for help they never came to help the community did Lahaina, we stand strong. We know we got this, yet we still need to make sure that everyone is held accountable. Accountability. There is no transparency with our state officials, zero. Where are they right now? Sitting in their nice air-conditioned office, pointing fingers, signing papers the nice air conditioning offices that our hard-earned tax dollars pay for remember that they work for us we put money in their pocket we put gas in their gas tank we put food in their refrigerator we put the clothes on their back we do they work for us we as the people of Lahaina especially, need to demand, demand this because that is our right. We demand that they follow us, not we follow them because they've dropped the ball so many times already. Did they even pick the ball up? I'm questioning that. How are we gonna continue to let them make decisions for us? when they have failed us time and time again and continue to fail us and tomorrow will be another failure. I'm sorry my tone is completely, I guess, sinister at this point because it's just frustrating because we worked so hard these past few days, all of us. I put myself out there to urge on, on the media all over the place. I don't even like being in front of the camera, but I've done it because I felt like maybe that would be a way to get them to hear us. And it obviously didn't work. It never works with the media because they're on somebody else's agenda. This is a powerful thing here. And it's it's testimony that he brings up that's very relevant. And I just have to ask myself so many times, why do we have to get to the point of crisis and devastation before we start asking the right questions about governance? These people in government have flocked there because they have no other way to support themselves. They're failures in society to a large degree. Many of the people that end up in government, not everybody, but they don't go there for service. They go there because they want the benefits. They want a pension. They roll out of one government job to end up in another. They're looking for easy work on the public dole. And so when you get to a a group of people, a government that has become so infected with that mentality... We arrive at a point in time when people really don't care. When I worked in Afghanistan, I had some simple rules that I operated under. Don't get caught. Don't get captured. Don't do anything illegal. Don't embarrass the command and don't embarrass the United States of America. Pretty simple. And... Really, when we get to a situation like this, that's all the rules that these people need from the government is to follow those basic rules other than getting caught and captured because they shouldn't have to worry about that in the main body public of the United States. All they have to do is do the right thing and deliver and do what they need to do. FEMA, I mean, imagine Obama was pitching for people to donate to FEMA six or eight hours after Trump did his his talk about Lahaina. I've never heard of a government agency receiving donations. In fact, it's illegal, by the way. Okay. So the next part here is a, it's another long update, but it's an important one because this gets into a lot of the details of giving and what they need. And I think this is a really on-the-ground solid report. And I'm <laughs> confirming this because I today there was a, a spreadsheet that we put up in Telegram. 
And I didn't mention it earlier because I wanted to make sure it was from the source that it was it was said to be. So I texted Edward Dowd directly today, and he sent back that spreadsheet. So there is a spreadsheet with everybody's name on it. That's the only source you're going to hear and hear a couple other ideas. The only one I'm going to be talking about is the one I can know I can confirm from Edward Dowd, who's helped assemble this. And what it is, it's all the families, and you can find it on our post in Telegram. And I'll put a, I don't know if we can put a link up underneath the, the, the podcast. I'll try. But what it is, is you can open that spreadsheet up and you can go to the families and read their brief little story. And it'll tell you, give you a hyperlink to their Venmo or to their GoFundMe. Now, I'm going to get with our mods. We're going to have a call on this in the next day or so. What I'd like to do is to get, we need to get a number of, however many people there are in that spreadsheet. I just have had not had time today. And if somebody wants to volunteer to do this, please do it and let us know. And then what I want to do is to break down to where we take three to five Bards people and adopt a family so that we can get a cluster of three to five people around each family member on that list so that then people can work to raise money for each for one family. Because there's so many families on there, I can guarantee you what's going to happen is the people on the top of the list are going to get more than the people at the bottom. And that just happens because people aren't going to scroll all the way to the bottom. So we need to break up into small teams, three to five people, and adopt a family and work to give them the, the financial support that they need. So that's that's where we're going with this. And that way we all can get involved and start making a difference. And right now, that's the one thing you're going to hear that they are more most focused on. I want to stress this before you get into here. You will hear this in these exact words in a moment. We cannot let a situation like this drift off. This happens in every single natural disaster. We've had it happen in Oregon where an entire town was burned off the face of the map. After 30 days, no one cared. This can't happen. We saw people living in FEMA trailers from 2019. Okay, this can't happen. We've got to work as a people, and Bars Nation has to lead to remember these events and to keep them active and present. These dirtbags that run this thing know that we're going to forget. That's why they don't care. They don't care any sort of accountability, what's happening right now. They don't care how, how outrageous the crime, because they know that you know, give it 20 days, give it 60 days of news cycles and new fancy crap that, that Walmart, Walmart's going to advertise with free TVs for Black Friday or something, and people will just erase everything out of their mind, and then they'll go kill each other to get a TV for 50 bucks. Oh, I'll tell you, humanity. It needs like a complete Drano wash right now. All right, Patriots, take a listen to this piece. This is a good report. Aloha, everyone. I just wanted to jump on and give you guys um, today's update. I want to start off by saying thank you so much to everyone that are donating directly to the families. Um, if you want to direct directly give money to the families go check out lahaina underscore ohana underscore venmo we have a team of people at my house right now just been working all day trying to collect a family photo a screenshot of your qr uh, the victim's qr code and a brief mo'olelo you can go to lahaina underscore ohana underscore venmo um, to donate money directly to the families Right now, a lot of the families are displaced, right? And so they still have a phone bill. They still have to pay their mortgage. There's all this uncertainty around them. And we don't know when the government is going to kick in or where any of these big funding is going to go to. So I'm telling everyone to just, the best thing we can do right now is give money directly to the families to help them overcome um, the situation in, in, in the interim. So Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo. If you are a victim, I need a family photo, a screenshot of your QR code, and a brief mo'olelo. If you know of a family, again, spread the word, and they can directly DM. Please don't send me that um, because my page is just super overwhelmed. But if you can um, send that directly to that new page, that would be most helpful. Um, 
Okay, so that's that. <laughs> Um, I'm glad that a lot of people are are talking about the real estate speculation and the peel out people that are trying to land grab Lahaina and just know that we are a resilient community and we will do everything in our power to avoid a land grab and um, we'll do everything in our power to protect our hometown and to ensure that the generational families of Lahaina go back. And in fact, try to raise the money to buy some of our town back. How about that? There is a lot of um, foreign, foreign ownership in our hometown. And perhaps this is the opportune time to land back campaign and put Hawaiians back on Hawaiian lands. Again, um, we need to slow down on the donation supplies. We're super overwhelmed and there's so many containers and we're getting so much support around the world. Um, so donation supplies, we're good. Pump the brakes, pump, 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 pump the brakes. But if you can encourage people to donate money, I think that's like the best thing we can do and to just get the word out and the prayers. Um, I do want to say that I'm personally concerned, so um, my cousin went to the hospital last night and she had a hard time breathing and so I'm very concerned about the fallout, the toxic fallout from the fire and so it's important that if you do go into Lahaina that you're wearing a mask. But I'm also encouraging families that I know we're trying to hunker down and protect our homes from peel out looters and robbers but I'm really really concerned about the health impacts and like 9-11 years later a lot of them that were there died of cancer and so we have to think about this because we may we don't see it it's in the air we're breathing this in and if you can um, I think it's important to consider taking your valuables and leaving Lahaina until we figure this out um, and we need to support the National Guard in trying to hold it down and protect Lahaina and get a grip on the ill-intentioned people that have um, are in Lahaina with bad intentions, stealing from, fa from homes that are vacated because of this disaster that happened in our hometown. So um, I'm putting it out there because I know for myself, I don't feel good. I had to take not only a mental health break, but also a break to just try to like, I haven't been able to take a full breath um, because of all that stuff floating in the air. Um, so yeah, if you can encourage the families to take their valuables and just come out until we figure this out, I think that's an important thing that we need to do right now. Again, please directly donate to the families in need. You can go out and check out the new page. It's at Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo. And please, excuse my language, but share the fuck out of that page. Because we need to get those families money. This, is, this isn't gonna... Um, we're, they're not gonna be able to move back home for a long time, guys. You're looking at years, two years minimum, before they can even start to build. And when, you know, 30 days from now, the world isn't going to be looking at us. Oh my gosh, yes, I know. Everyone's telling me I need sleep. I have not slept, but I did take a sleeping pill last night. Um, yes, I do need some sleep. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> now, now I feel even more worse. But um, um, if you guys can just share those pages, I mean that page, of course, and get it trending, that would be really helpful. Um, again, pump the brakes on the donations. If you have raised money, maybe perhaps um, try to go to that new page. And Sorry, okay, now I'm back on. If you can just send money directly to the families, that would be great. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, what else did I want to, I did want to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm trying to... I'm just trying to stay positive through this really difficult time. Um, 
Uh, my family was at the hospital last night, and my, my cousin, he passed away last night. So as you can imagine, not only did we lose homes within our family, we also lost a, um, a family member. So if you can continue to send Pule to, it's not just our family, it's families all over. I mean, families from Lahaina that are all going through the same thing as us. Um, but again, I'm worried about the toxic fallout from the fires. Our town is a historic town and when it was built, you know, there's a lot of asbestos because a lot of the buildings are historic and old and there's a lot of chemicals in Lahaina. And so we kind of really need to, we need people to stay out of Lahaina as much as possible. And if you are there, go there with good intentions because you're doing a service to the community. Don't go there because you want to make your TikTok or go and get your drone footage or try to sneak in around the National Guard because, you know, you're all about putting it on your social media, like enough of that. That needs to lava, stay the fuck out of Lahaina right now. Um, they're, they're trying to recover bodies. They're trying to identify bodies. There's still bodies floating offshore. Like, please, if you know any of those people, call them out and send them to me. I'm gonna call them out too. Um, but yeah, this is a tragedy. This is like crazy, crazy stuff. So again, um, Obviously, some of you are telling me I look like I need to sleep and drink water, so I will try to do just that. But if you can, um, share the Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo page. That'll go a long way right now. I already have several families that have reached out to us that are just extremely, extremely grateful at the money that's coming their way. Like I said, some of them still have mortgages. They have phone bills. They have bills to pay. They have debt. Um, one thing that you can do to help them is try to help them get the financial need, uh, help that they need right now. So I really, really um, have a lot of aloha for all of you that are holding it down. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, like you don't have a lot of money to share, but you can help by just sharing and just getting the word out and telling the story and making sure that people don't forget Lahaina because we have a long road ahead of us. We're, we're talking years. Um, years of rebuilding years of rebuilding and um and we're gonna have to make sure that the local native hawaiian community the generational families of lahaina had a seat have a seat at the table in deciding what our town is going to look like during that rebuild and we're going to need people like yourselves that may not live here or around the world to help advocate um to make sure that lahaina is rebuilt in a sustainable, holistic way that celebrates our rich cultural Native Hawaiian history. Um, and so, you know, we have a lot that we're gonna need to work on moving forward. Again, before I come off, and those of you that are tuned in, if you know of a family, one way that you can help us is get their family photo, a screenshot of their Venmo code, and a little mo'olelo about our story about that family and we will try to get that um, shared onto our page. And I'm sorry if, if you guys have sent it in and we haven't been able to get that up. We have a team of about six people working on it, um, trying to track family photos down and we're doing our best to get that information up. Again, thank you so much. Um, and you can also uh, donate to the Maui Fires fundraiser. You can go to Ilima McFarland's page, my page, or Kako Ohaleakala page a direct link if you want to um, support that money a lot of that money is going to go to the multi-generational families and making sure that they get to go back home and again yes i am putting it out there that a lamb back campaign if 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 there's no if i mean this is like the best opportunity right to buy some of our town back from foreign ownership so we're going to try to work on that too but i really appreciate all the love and aloha please send a lot of prayers to the families and um, keep sharing, keep sharing. 30 days from now, don't forget about Lahaina. We have a long road ahead of us, and so I really appreciate all the love. Thank you so much, and um, keep Lahaina lands in Lahaina hands. Again, and Lahaina is not for sale. Okay, Awiho, love you guys. So just a few things on that. Um, that was Tiare. I think that's how you say it, 
Tiara, T-I-A-R-E, Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. She's on TikTok. Um, I know she makes some very strong statements about some of the people getting drones footage. Unfortunately, I can't agree with all of that. I understand that it's a traumatic issue, and I also understand that tribes, especially when we get into tribal communities, they like to stay very private. That's not a choice that anybody gets right now. We're in a war for humanity. This isn't just Lahaina. And so there's a war going on, and the Lahaina is just one of the spots that they're using right now to demonstrate, to use their technologies and to demonstrate what they can do in converting all of humanity into a slave state. There is a great guy that you should follow, and he's been posting on TikTok. I'll spell his name out. It's Singus Jeff, C-Y-G-N-U-S-G-E-O-F-F. That's C-Y-G-N-U-S-G-E-O-F-F. He has been doing some incredible walkthroughs of Lahaina. And if you ever have any question as to the level of heat that was in that fire, follow his work. He's he's phenomenal what he's doing. He's not making any money on these videos. He's not doing it for hits. He's simply doing it to document the moment. And he talks a lot about that. And we need that level of documentation because there's no other way we're going to have the proof to go back later and to hold these people accountable for a crime against humanity. So very important that we get this through. And again, I, I respect what you're hearing from a tribal voice, a Hawaiian voice, but at this point, I'm going to speak very boldly that nobody gets that privacy anymore. And it's not that we don't want to get into your lives. It's this, this event is a human event. This isn't just a little fire in Lahaina because we are understanding the magnitude and things that are in play in this. And it's important that we convey that message while we also convey our support. So just as kind of as I wrap this up before we go to prayer, In the middle of the crisis, the things that we talk about, cause, effect, motives, big players, who's doing what, the bigger picture on a global level, that's probably got to be one of the most irritating things to hear when you're trying to figure out where you're going to sleep, if your family's alive, what you're going to eat, if you can get back to your home, how you're going to survive, how are you going to pay the bills for the next week. So I get it, and I respect all of that place. What that means is those on the outside, We have an absolute responsibility to the people of Lahaina to develop the research and to prove the criminality so that we can help them bring everybody to accountability. Because if they get away with this in Lahaina, trust me, they're moving right into the United States and they'll start on the West Coast and they'll move to spots across this country. They've already been doing this with weather warfare. And this is the problem we have here is people are going to have to make some pretty big leaps right now in understanding what is actually going on. This is no longer tin hat stuff. The only thing missing in this event are UFO aliens landing. That's about it because everything else is what they're capable of doing and willing to do and they will not stop because they do not feel that anybody can bring them to accountability. We have that responsibility through prayer and through action. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you tonight and very humbled again. Our focus is very heavily on Lahaina and Hawaii and all the people in Maui that are suffering through these storms and suffering through this devastation of a town that is stripped live and the means of living from so many. So, Father, we want to begin tonight just with a just a prayer of protection around the islands themselves. We rebuke any of the storms that are coming their way with a massive hedge of protection that will encircle all of the islands of Hawaii. We, we build that hedge of protection with the mightiness of kingdom, the blood of Christ, and the mighty war angels that can surround it to protect and ensure that no storm will come near them in the coming days or weeks. And Father, we want to pray a blessing of healing on the land of Lahaina. We want to, as we pray for the healing and the miracle healings of people, we are now praying for the miracle healing of a land. So Father, this is something you've shown me in dream. We've never tried, but today we make the plea to the courts of heaven with truly all the authorities given to us 
by Jesus himself to do greater works. And so, Father, these prayers today are for a miraculous healing of this land, a rapid and regenerative sense of bringing that land back to life, to restore its beauty, to restore its magnificence, to restore its intricacy, to restore the flora and the fauna of the native land, to bring it back in a robust and powerful surge. And each day, as this happens, the land is to be healed. Any of the darkness there is to be cast out. And we pray a bloodline around all of this land of Lahaina that's been damaged by this fire. And we bless this land for all the peoples of Lahaina. And we ask that the Holy Spirit floods that land and completely fills that land with the, with the love that truly comes from the depths of our heart and the depths of kingdom itself. And Father, we visualize and see this magnificent creation that happens right before us as the land heals and defies all understanding returning it to a gorgeous and lush land that it was, and even greater, taking it back to the times of the old Hawaii. Father, we also have a prayer tonight for the voice that we heard tonight, Tiara Lawrence. And she asked for prayer, and we will provide prayer. She's praying tonight. She's asked for prayer for herself and her, her family member who have been had a hard time breathing. So, Father, we're praying and we declare healing, miraculous, incredible healing over Tiara Lawrence and her family that are having a hard time breathing. Let them breathe in the air of the Holy Spirit. Let them fill its, their lungs full with the healing of the Holy Spirit. And, Jesus, we just ask that you can be there. And, Father, we and just touch each one, Jesus, as you can. And Father, we just pray for a, a, the, a breath of the Holy Spirit to flow over the entire area, that any of the toxins that are there are now neutralized and cast out. That the air becomes a purified air of healing, that even though there's ashes and there's remembrance of what was, now we see the light and the life of the flow into the lungs through the Holy Spirit. Let everyone there not be affected by anything, to be yet protected and healed as they go through their days. Father, these are times now that when we more than ever are leaning on you and our authorities given to us. And so we also have a prayer tonight from Stephanie, who sent us the update from Oahu. And what she's asked tonight is that if I may ask for a personal prayer for my small group of 28, affectionately referring to ourselves as Gideon's Army, Together, we have a lawsuit against United Airline unlawful mandates. We have replied to United's motion to dismiss staying in prayer with Judge Kenley who, to rule in our favor to continue the lawsuit. So, Father, we're asking for truly this whole issue with the, the mandates and the destruction to be presented to the courts of heaven. And this be brought before the courts of heaven and those that have installed these mandates and installed this destruction with the vax be held accountable, in particular with this particular group, the Gideon's army of 28 led by Stephanie. So, Father, we just pray that you can bless this group and we declare, we declare an incredible transformation in this case, that their case will not only be able to proceed, but they will win and give a victorious win for those that are standing with the kingdom. In such a moment as this, that we truly declare, we declare a victory in the legal realm, that nothing that they do, that the, that the enemy does will succeed, and everything that, that this Gideon's army of 28 will do will be successful in moving forward the truth and to being victorious over United Airlines. So, Father, we just close tonight with just a prayer for healing and unity across the world and a repair of remembrance to never forget what's happening in Lahaina and to, to continue to pursue the truth of what's happening in Lahaina. So, Father, we pray here that asking that the doors of truth be thrown wide open, undeniable, facts poured out, information that we can accumulate and build a case for, and to truly hold these and that did this crime accountable not only in the courts of heaven but here on earth. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, we'll just keep praying for Lahaina. 
We'll keep working to get some organizing go over, going over the next few days so people can donate directly to families. We'll keep you posted on that as we go. But keep those in Lahaina in your prayers and those in Hawaii in your prayers. And in particular, for those that have been lost in this fire, let us pray for the survivors that their hearts will heal. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest dead. Oh, I want to feel.